You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. From our studio to yours, it's Various Artists with Francis and Liam. Ahiahimaria tēnā koutou katoa, ko Liam tōku ingoa. Ko Francis tōku ingoa, no mai, haere mai ki various artists mō tēnei wiki. Welcome to Various Artists. My name is Francis. My name is Liam and we will be with you for the next hour. This is your guide to the big wide art world of Tamaki Makoto and beyond for this week. How have we been going Francis? It's been a bit of a like all on uni school for us. we are in the throes, the depths of assignments, but the show will not suffer because of it. We cannot let it suffer, we need to keep on going. What have we got on today's show? F.I.A.K.N.A. coming up on the show today. Do you want to start off, actually? Because we've got some special guests in the studio. Right now, we have Divya Kuma and Hebe Kearney coming from the Winter Mini Poetry Festival that's happening across Tamaki Makoto next month. We're going to be hearing all about that. And after we've heard about that, we're keeping it very literary on the show today. (laughs) Um, I have a chat to Gina Todd uh, of Breakfast Book Reviews um, about the Ockham New Zealand Book Awards, which uh, happened last week. Of course, we finally have your local arts guide for Tamaki Makoto over the next week. It's also New Zealand Music Month Day, uh, New Zealand Music T-shirt day from New Zealand Music, New Zealand music Month. So we're going to have some tunes from Hans Pocket, which is a shirt that I'm wearing. What are you wearing today, Francis? I'm wearing a Marlin Streaming shirt, so we'll have some Marlin Streaming and we've got some other great New Zealand music lined up for you. All the classics of guitar paste indie pop from Auckland. Oh wait, Marlin Streaming are not from Auckland, are they? All blends together. We would love to hear your thoughts on any of these pieces, so please get in touch. Touch to Kupato Himai. You can text us on 5395 or Waimai Give us a call in studio on 309379. Also, You can catch all these chats and more by podcast on the 95BFM website. That's 95BFM.com. Awesome. Let's get into it. Okay, hello, Hebi and Divya. How are you guys going? Kia ora, good, thanks. Good, good. How has the week been for you guys? Been a nice chill one? Quite sunny. No. Oh, no. (laughs) It's never chill in libraries. No, libraries are are frantic all the time. It's always 100. Thank you. We're just figuring out the (laughs) figures of things. Maybe right. Anyway, we have got the Winter Poetry Festival coming up next June. Is this the first iteration of this event? Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's a pet project of Hebe and mine, um, sort of coming out of a project that I was running last year um, for a Auckland Council um, sort of internal festival called We Read Auckland. Mm. Last year in New Lynn, um, my library, we published a book of rangatahi poetry. Um, aged 12 to 25 and Hebe sneakily snuck in. (laughs) At the time I didn't know Hebe so it was really lovely (laughs) to see like a a council person representing within this poetry group Mm. and then we've kind of collaborated on various projects over the year and now we're we're here. Yeah so both of you kind of came from backgrounds of doing stuff in libraries or was it kind of like libraries came second to working in poetry spaces like do you guys perform much on your own? 
Um, we actually both study creative writing here. Oh, nice. We're in the same creative <laughs> writing paper a while ago, so we've been both been doing poetry stuff for a while. Um, but I feel like recently there's been a lot more poetry gigs and stuff happening. Like, quite recently, the sort of scene is developing, so there's been a lot more opportunities. And mm. Yeah. Mm. And it's very much so kind of trying to nurture that scene that is growing in Tamaki Makoto. What do you think that's special about it here? Is there kind of like a time of place coming out of COVID, maybe? Maybe. I think a lot of people have had a bit of time with our specifically extended experience with lockdowns mm. to have a bit more freedom to try things. Um, uh, one of my coworkers said that, like, because of how much I've been putting into poetry, that they're pushed to experiment and try as a new creative method. Um, and I really love that for them. Um, I think that if we can encourage more people to try certain things, try new creative outlets, really sort of work on mental health adjacent to that kind of thing, it's really just beneficial for everyone, not just for the people like me and Hebe who are already established poets. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That, I, was, that was like the idea with the Winter Poetry Festival too, was like we had a pretty terrible summer and we were <laughs> all feeling pretty down about it and it was raining all the time and we thought like, let's celebrate poetry and let's do it in winter and celebrate good things about winter so that people aren't feeling that downcast kind of seasonal depression, like it's grey and raining vibes. Like we're trying to like have warm, cosy, like nurturing, good mental health winter vibes. Mm. I also think that it's like so easy to... Um, see winter as a time where it's like no events happen during this time you just have to like cut it off do your work do nothing else mm. all, all the fun stuff happens in summer but like you said we haven't really had the ability to do that with so many of the amazing events that we've got coming up cancelled so it's like poetry i think just lends itself to a winter sort of thing of like not necessarily comfort all the time but it's easy to kind of like sit mm. down chill out and hear some incredible w words what are some of the uh poets you have lined up for these different dates oh my goodness so many. <laughs> so many. I think I counted last, it was about 22 different yes. poets. Yeah. And one of the poets is a collective of poets. So there's probably <laughs> in, way beyond what, we, what we're counting. So you've got the amazing folks. You've got like Zephyr Zhang, um, Amanda Essen and Amanda Joshua, um, Eric Sorkai, um, Roman Sigley, Dan Goodwin, um, uh, Te Aniwa Pe uh, Pearson, um, Dominic Howey's reading. Um, Holly Berkerson, Anuja Mitra, um, Cypress of Akasi, Ngao Simmons, there's so many. There's Grace Shelley, the Titarangi Poets Collective. Mm. Um, my, I'm really excited. One of uh, Hebe runs a poetry club on Fridays at the Mount Ross School Library. And one of her regulars, sorry, one of their regulars is um, a 95 year old poet who's reading, oh, yeah. um, Nadine um, Lahat. Lahati or Lahat? La La yeah, mm. I don't know. It's French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're reading, and it's going to be really sort of sweet. We're going to have you know, Dominic and Nadine reading at the same time, which is going to be like this really zesty nice. polar opposites. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and is it all going to be focused on performances and showcasing these people's work, or is there also other events that are being weaved through, like workshops and things like that? Mostly just the poetry themselves. Mm. What mm. we're doing is like a. So each library, there's seven libraries, and each library has a sort of overarching theme. So if you're interested in one particular theme, you might want to go to that one particular library. Um, we're asking all the poets to maybe find something in their catalogue that they've written that might fit the theme or write something completely new. And then we're opening it up to an open mic after the poets have read so that anyone can write to anything, to any theme, and it's really just like a safe space for people to like have their first opportunity mm. um, reading. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's what we're trying to foster. I think it's really yeah. important to be kind of pushing it towards, as you said, young people and allowing them to find these spaces. Um, mm. With it being at seven different libraries, 
are these happening across multiple dates at the same libraries or is it like one specific library for one specific place? Yeah, so it's it's like one library per day kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and yeah. it's over the course of two weeks, so the 14th to the 24th. And then it's in that sort of afternoon, evening um, on each of those dates. Mm. And there's um, two to three poets reading at each library. Awesome. How have you guys decided to kind of, I guess, come up with the themes for different libraries? Has it been sort of like based on the environment that it's in? I believe you've got Mount Albert, Point Chevalier, Tererangi uh, Library, mm-hmm. if I'm wrong. Yeah. No. Have those been kind of based on the general history of those areas? Is it just kind of like, we'll just put it here because convenience? <laughs> yeah, we um, actually are working with some of our wonderful colleagues at each of the libraries to make mm. these events happen. And so we put it to our colleagues and we were like, can you amongst your staff decide a theme that you think fits your library? Um, and we were, I was quite like happy to see that I think two libraries picked Matariki kind of themes, which mm. I thought was really awesome. Um, so yeah, we kind of left it up to our, our wonderful colleagues at the different branches. <laughs> mm. And are they all very supportive of the idea within the sort of like Auckland libraries? Everyone's uh, stoked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everyone's yeah. been really great. Everyone yeah. loves a bit of poetry. I think people are coming around to the idea that it's not actually this like stale medium anymore. Mm. It's mm. so zesty and like there's so much cool stuff you can do. Yeah. So I think putting it in libraries also makes it super accessible. Mm. Um, some people think it's just this like dusty tome that you study at uni and like nah making it super accessible mm-hmm. everyone's stoked about having it there yeah yeah and it's really important bringing them to libraries not only because of what libraries can bring to these sorts of events but also what these sorts of events can bring to these institutions i think there's been kind of a lot of panic from um people in the literature and general just arts community in tamaki Makoto recently about the threats to funding cuts for public libraries mm. the arts for all these different sorts of things um we know that there's been a bit of a u-turn regarding the arts i will be honest i'm not sure where things stand with the libraries but regardless it's really important to be bringing people to these spaces mm. and understand the value that libraries bring to our city yeah definitely yeah, yeah. we're not really sure either yeah. <laughs> what, what we're looking for forward to in the next few months mm. um we're just waiting on mr brown to make his decision like mm. everyone else and wayne brown is well known for being good at communication yeah. um, <laughs> superb top tier <laughs> yeah um yeah do you have anything that you're specifically really excited for coming up in the festival just it mm. just yeah. it in general i was just super stoked Really, it's a, it's a pet project of ours because we're super kind of envious of the, the incredible scene that exists in Wellington. Mm. And we kind of want to build that here. All of our poets come from all over Auckland. Mm. So we're kind of just kind of like coalesce everyone into like one sort of area and be like, hey, here's a hot spot. Yeah. Show up to this particular thing and you're going to get so much variety. Mm. Yeah, I'm super excited for like the, the range and ages as well. Like, um, Devia mentioned uh, Nadine, who's 95, um, but also the Titaangi Poets are a poetry group that's been meeting for literally over 40 years. Like, they're really like established, and I, I, I just think they're awesome, and I think it would be really great to have those young, fresh names like Zephyr Zhang, Amanda Joshua, Eric Soke, like, these people who are just up and coming, like mixing with the older generation and like learning from each other. I think mm. that, that both disparate scenes really can yeah grow and learn from mixing. So yeah. I'm excited to see that happen. <laughs> and you reckon it will also kind of hopefully lead to more young people going to these events and meeting these people because it's really good to create these spaces kind of i really hate the term but the networking side of things Mm. or rather just kind of like 
for a nicer, less little business student way of putting it, like meeting people in your community and understanding the mahi that they do throughout their work, being able to actually talk to the poets after you see them perform is incredibly important. Do you think that that's kind of something that you're working towards, especially with the open mics yeah, that are happening afterwards? Yeah, the open mic. Like, because the thing about having you know three poets per um, library is that they'll be in the audience too, you know, when the open mic's happening. And so hopefully that's the chance for them to be exposed to like new talent and people who are just starting out. And it's also why we wanted to have a kind of Kai refreshment kind of sort of part of it. So it's like people are are sharing food and talking and stuff because I find if you've got a drink in your hand, you've got some nibbles, like it's Mm. more sociable kind of. It really brings the anxiety down. You're like, this is chill. We've got some cheese. cheese. (laughs) It's all good. (laughs) Yeah. The only way to calm anyone down, just like, here, have a block of cheese. Yeah, yeah we're all introverts and we all gather around the like grazing platter at the yeah. house party. Like, we know what's up. <laughs> but the thing is, is that I do think that that's really important as well, as that's another side of, uh, I guess, like the Tamaki Mikado. There isn't necessarily much of an event scene per se, but I've seen just kind of like a rise in these sorts of things that are really catering towards introverts and making sure <laughs> that the space mm-hmm. isn't necessarily overwhelming i've seen that with zine launches i've seen that with markets Mm. how do you go about trying to create social spaces for people who are inherently not as social (laughs) as other people the the number one is obviously just turn off the lights Mm. Mm. i get so overwhelmed sometimes with like so much fluorescent goes on Mm. in council buildings i'm Mm. like why are all these lights on yeah so really it's just like make it moody turn off some (laughs) of the lights put out some old cider yeah yeah it's just Mm. just make it relax put on some like lo-fi beats especially considering <laughs> just, how yeah. yeah some of these libraries sometimes have been around for a while is grayland library one of the ones that's taking part we tried time? to go to grayland mm. but uh, at the time they were dealing with a lot of the flooding ah, their true. whole back um sort of workroom and storage all got just swampy mm. and that's the other side of things of like like i mentioned before how all of these libraries are in desperate <clears throat> need of this kind of support and it's like it would have been great if we could have brought it to Grayland or all these other places but I think the fact that we've managed to get seven libraries across Tamaki Makoto is really awesome are you looking to give this another shot next year maybe make it a bit bigger a hundred percent yeah this is what it's also a bit of an internal exercise I'm trying not to like silo ourselves and only work within our Mm. like the Newland community or the Mount Roskill community Mm. like just bring because no one actually just only goes to one space in their their life like Mm. I don't only live in West Auckland Mm. like I go to the North Shore all the time. I'm in the Central. I sometimes go to South Auckland. We're just trying to, like, share resources and make it as accessible across all libraries as possible. Yeah, mm. So definitely. if we can expand this again next year, dope. Absolutely. 100%, please. Maybe we'll even get to get rid of Mini Festival from the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Festival. yeah just, like, going all in, it'll be <laughs> awesome. Winter Poetry Festival. <laughs> oh, it sounds so massive and incredible. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that there's kind of, like, within these different uh, spaces that you've been developing, different regional scenes um, that you've discovered through the poetry scene between West Auckland, North Shore, Central, etc.? Mm-hmm, 100%, because I live in West, so I'm quite exposed to a lot of the Westie poets and also to Tarangi poets. Mm. It's definitely like a type of poetry and then you get a lot more like political, sort of like um, race political poetry in South Auckland with mm. a lot of the, the issues that happen down there. Mm. Whereas in West Auckland, sometimes you get sort of like political, social, environmental stuff. Um, and then I found in Central, you get a heck of a lot of queer poets, <laughs> <laughs> which I love. Um, but yeah, it's trying to like coalesce all of these like sort of not disparate, but sort of different 
scenes are just kind of expose them all to each other mm. bring them all together i think that the mahi that you guys are doing on this festival is so so incredible i'm so so excited to see how this comes about just for our listeners i reckon if you want to quickly run over the dates and where these different uh sessions i guess are taking place all right sweet Okay, um, so the first one is in Newland War Memorial Library. It's on the 14th of June, starting at 6pm. Um, next up we have Mount Albert Library, 15th of June from 6pm. Then we have Point Chev, which is actually based out of the community centre in Point Chev at the moment, on the 16th from 4pm. Um, then we have Avondale Library on the 21st of June, so the next week, and that's also starting at 4. Then we have Teata Tu Peninsula on the 22nd, starting at 6.30pm. And then we have my library, Mount Roskill, on the 23rd at 6pm, and Titorangi Library on the 24th of June at 2pm. Awesome. That's such an incredible lineup. I really hope that our listeners are going to be able to head along. I'm going to try and head along to some of them. Um, yeah, do you have any final thoughts or things to say to people who are kind of like on the fence about whether or not they should go? You should go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You should go and you should write something should, and read it yeah. at the open mic because we'll all love you. Yeah. Mm. If you've ever thought about writing poetry, this is the sign. Do it. <laughs> of course. Well, thank you guys so much for coming up. It's been so lovely to chat to you. And yeah, really good luck for the rest of the festival. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That was a 95BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95BFM.com slash bcasts.